Tell the truth, shame the devil. Um, announcements, yeah. Um, no men's Bible study, or no Bible study. It's not really a men's Bible study. But on Mondays, Mondays at 1230, we usually do a Bible study down at Firehouse Subs. It's not happening this week. I got something I got to take care of, so no Bible study tomorrow. Um, our, our monthly prayer meeting is usually on a Monday evening. Well, if you can come down here and pray, it's going to be Tuesday at 6.30. So make a mental note of that, or it's actually written down in your bulletin. But our monthly prayer meeting will be 6.30 Tuesday evening. And uh, anywho, um, this is our text for this morning, Lord willing, Philippians 3, 7 through 11. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may obtain the resurrection from the dead. Let's pray, everybody. Dear Lord, thank you so much for allowing us this wonderful opportunity to be together and worship and grow in relationship with one another and grow in relationship with you, Lord. We ask, Father God, that your will be done in this service Father God, thank you for anointing this word and this message and let it go out and encourage us. And uh, Father God, let us be hungry and thirsty for what you would have out of our lives, Lord. We love you and praise you. Thank you for giving us wisdom and discernment and strength and direction. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. And everybody in the church building said, Amen. Give the Lord some praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, little recap, little freshening up. Last week, the Apostle Paul, you know, he sent this letter to the Philippian church. Philippian church is going through a lot. Uh, the church in general during this time is going through a lot of persecution. The Apostle Paul is locked up. He's in prison for being a Christian. He's in prison for spreading the gospel. Bottom line, that's what he's locked up for. But instead of getting discouraged and full of despair, which in the natural has plenty of reasons to do that, he decides to be full of joy in the Lord. Amen. Can I get a witness? And he, he wants to spread that encouragement to those uh, that he loves, the, the other churches that he has been part of. So he, he shoots off this letter to the Philippian church, and it's kind of a thank you. It's a letter of encouragement to the Philippian church, but it's also a thank you for the resources or the care package that they just sent to the Apostle Paul. Now, one thing that he addressed last week in our study these Judaizers, these guys that were coming into churches and saying, hey, man, if you're a male, you got to be circumcised. Hey, you still got to follow these laws, rules, and regulations. And the Apostle Paul took mega super offense to that, you know. And he's like, watch out for those guys, man. And he, and he says, talking about, you know, a reason to boast, a reason to brag, check it out, man. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews of the tribe of Benjamin, circumcised on the eighth day. I was a Pharisee, man. I, I, was, I was on the fast track, man. I was a rock star in the religion, man. And I was zealous, super zealous. You know, I went around locking up Christians and, and all this stuff. So if anybody has a reason to brag, 
okay, I would have a reason to brag, but he says that stuff is all null and void. It's not about that. Uh, that, that, that was his big thing last week. So um, that's where we're starting today. Um, Philippians 3 and verse 7. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. I love this because the Apostle Paul, who had this amazing resume, this amazing background and pedigree, he says, all those things that I took pride in, all those things that I was super proud of, was actually pulling me away from my relationship with the Lord. He was, he was so zealous and he was so fired up that he was going around hunting down Christians and persecuting Christians, and he thought he was doing the right thing. But see, it's, it's not a works-based thing. And it's not, about, it's not about your bloodline. It's not about being a Hebrew. Amen. Aren't you glad it's not about being a Hebrew this morning? Amen. But thank you, Lord Jesus, that we've been grafted in that family, and we are blessed. Amen. So he says, that stuff, man, that was a big, fat waste of time and a waste of energy. Amen. Matter of fact, look with me at John 14 and verse 6. Okay, because it's not about... It's, it's not about the things you've accomplished. It's not about your works. And thank God that the Apostle Paul got it. And thank God that we got it. Amen. So John 14 and verse 6, this is Jesus. And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now see, the Apostle Paul thought he was pleasing the Father. But through that road to Damascus experience, he meets the risen Savior, Jesus Christ, and he realizes that there's only one way to the Father. There's only one way to have a relationship with the Father, the Creator of the universe, the God of heaven, and that is through His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? That is something that we need to get fired up about. You know, that we have, we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, now think about it. You know, it, it's... I'm stoked, man, and I'm, I am super, super fired up about the fact that when I die, I'm not going to stay dead. When I die, I'm going to live forever. And that's wonderful. And that's not a fairy tale, man. I believe it with all my heart, and I want you to believe it with all your heart. And, and so here, here's the deal, man. It's not just about that. Honestly, it's not just about living forever. It's not just about having a really cool place to reside for all eternity. You know, but it's about enjoying this relationship with Jesus Christ. It's about getting to know him. You know, and growing in intimacy with Him. And that's the direction I feel like Paul's taking um, our study today. It's not just about eternal life. And that's awesome. That's wonderful. You can't beat that. But we often we just, I, I do it all the time. I focus more on that. And I don't focus on the fact that God, God wants me to know Him. God wants, God wants me to do life with Him and grow in a relationship with Him. And that is a blessing that He offers to each and every one of us. Amen. And we need to take them up on that. Can I get a witness? But the Apostle Paul, he starts off our study today saying, man, all that stuff in my past, it's nothing. It, it, it's nothing. It, it was a waste of time. And I can look at my old life, man, and, and, and I can totally, I'm, I can look at it and say, man, that was a, man, that was just running around, just doing the thing. And I didn't really consider myself a bad dude, but looking back on it, I sure was selfish. You know what I mean? And that was a big fat waste of time. But see, here's the beautiful thing about our past life. You know, if you're saved, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, He wants to take all that rubbish of our past life, you know, all that waste of time, and use it for something beautiful. You know what I mean? That's the wonderful thing about our past life is, is you know, 
the things that you went through and you experienced before you were saved, God says, okay, I can use that. I want to use that. You can reach people that have something in common with your past. Does that make sense? And see, there's a blessing in that. So it's not, I don't want us to look at our past life and say, well, man, that was a total, total waste of time. Because, yeah, we were, we were definitely going in the wrong direction. Can I get a witness? But God says, I can use all that stuff. I can use all that stuff, man. Oh, he, he takes our past messes and he uses it for something beautiful. Amen. We have a wonderful testimony now. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord some praise. But whatever gain I had, my education, my big time job as a Pharisee, man, but whatever gain I had, my pedigree, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Indeed, this is verse 8. Indeed, I count everything as loss. We, we don't talked about that. Big fat, big fat waste of energy. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So it's interesting, and I can totally relate to this. The things that Paul put so much pride into at one point in his life, you know, that was in the, that was in the plus category are the gain category. He says, this is what I did with that stuff, man. When I, when I became a Christian, when, when I had that life change, all this stuff that I was so proud of, man, I moved from the plus category to the loss category. It's like that. I, I'm not proud of that stuff at all, man. You know, but he says, what I, what I was persecuting, this Jesus Christ, who I thought was destroying my awesome and amazing religion, this thing, this individual that I hated, you know, I've had him in the loss category, but boom, he's everything now. He's, can any of you guys relate to that? You know, I'm not saying you didn't believe in Jesus Christ before you were saved, but there's certainly something that happens when we accept Jesus Christ. We look back at our old ways and in the old life and think, my goodness gracious, my gosh, man, I cannot believe how selfish I was. You know, and I'm not, I'm certainly not proud of that. You know, but see, you know, that flesh man, let me just throw this out here. You know, that flesh man, we got to put him down every single day. Because he wants to rise up, man. He wants to rise up. He wants to tempt us with them old ways. He wants us to tiptoe through the tulips one last time. Or I had a really good day, so let me mess with this a little bit. Or I had a real horrible day. Let me go ahead and try this. Man, that's all traps from the devil. Amen. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Well, we better move forward, church. Everybody say, we better move forward. Indeed. I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Says nothing compares, man, to having this relationship with my Lord and Savior. Nothing compares to having that assurance and that peace of mind of knowing that when this thing's over, it ain't over. When this thing's over, it's just beginning for the child of God. Amen? And that is a wonderful feeling to have. Not only do we get the wonderful privilege an opportunity to grow in a relationship with the Lord. And we need to do that. Matter of fact, we really, really need to do that. We need to spend time with Him every single day. Can I get a witness? But, but there's no denying what a wonderful, wonderful, blessed feeling it is, man, to know. You know, me and David were talking before church and he was talking about a plane crash that happened down the road from his house. And I don't know the outcome of that. I don't, I don't know what happened. But, you know, people leave this world every single day. You know, people uh, had a friend OD two weeks ago, a uh, week before that, another friend OD. It, it's, it's just the world we live in, man. You know, we're, we, we, no one is promised tomorrow. 
you know. But what a wonderful, awesome, and amazing feeling to know that when the, that when I take my last breath, man, I'm just springboarded into a wonderful eternity. You know what I mean? Now, let's take that excitement and that joy that we have about our own salvation. Let's begin to look around us. You know what I mean? Think about those people in our world that do not know Jesus Christ. And think about, if you're like me, you, you get a little nervous when you're going to talk to somebody about Jesus. You know, because nobody, nobody wants to, uh, you know, nobody wants to deal with disappointment or, or being shut down or something like that. But see, here's the deal, man. It's way more important to, to be a witness to a lost and dying world than worry about your feelings. You know, to, I mean, look at what Jesus Christ has done for you. Look at the fact that he died so you can live forever. And he gave you the power to say no to sin. And he wants to, he wants to live his life through you. What a wonderful, amazing thing to think about. So when your heart is pulled to share your faith with somebody, man, we really need to do that. It doesn't matter if they laugh at you or something like that. Man, that's ridiculous. There's people, there's people in the world right now that are dying because they're standing up for Jesus Christ. So certainly we can talk to somebody in line at the gas station about Jesus. Can I get a witness? Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I like that surpassing worth. There's nothing like it. Look with me at 1 John 5, 12 and 13, talking about that surpassing worth like nothing compares to this thing. Nothing compares to the fact that Jesus Christ sought me out on the road to Damascus and body slammed me with his love and said, no more, dude, no more. You know what I mean? First John 5, verse 12. Whoever has the Son has life. So here's the question, church people. Do you have the Son this morning? Do you have the Son? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Because that's where it starts. Whoever has the Son has life. That's what the Apostle Paul's fired up about. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Okay, that makes sense. Verse 13. Now look, listen to this, guys. Because if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to leave here excited about that. And I want you to leave here knowing, man, knowing, man, where I'm going when I pass away. Amen? I write these things. This is John the Revelator. Okay, he's writing this gospel. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. I write these things to people that have accepted Jesus Christ. And this is what I'm trying to get across to you people that believe in Jesus Christ. That you may know, that you may know that you have eternal life. What a wonderful thing to know that. You know what I mean? To know. To, to, I mean, there's a lot of things that I don't know. There's a lot of things that I'm not sure of. There's only a couple things that I'm really, really on the money. I know this. I know this. I'll go to bat for it. And that is that this book is real. Okay? That you can believe it. We need to, we need to base our life off of it. And the fact that Jesus says, uh, he who the Son says free is free indeed. And when the Bible says, man, that if I ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, man, boom, I'm sealed. I'm in the family. Can I get a witness? Thank you, Jesus. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, listen, listen to what the Apostle Paul is saying. For his sake, for Jesus' sake, for God's sake, for his sake, I have suffered the loss 
of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. All he's been talking about today is like the old life, nothing, nothing. I leave it all behind. I'm pushing forward. I'm a saved person. I gladly give it up, man, compared to what I've gained through Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Uh, now, this is interesting, and, and I, you know, it's not even worth saying because I've said it so much, but it just kind of tickles me a little bit because the Apostle Paul, man, he, he's, 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 uh, he's being pretty frank, man. He's, he's just really just going out there, and he's fired up, and he says, I lost everything. I give up everything, man. I don't care about the guys back at the club. I don't care about, you know, hanging out with the, the Pharisees and all that. Man, if, if they don't want to accept Jesus Christ, that's on them. You know what I mean? But, but this is what he says. Let me read. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. You know what that means? You know what it means. It means it means extra mint. It means extra, not extra mint like sugar-free extra mint gum. It means excrement. It means bodily poo-poo. That's what he's that's what he's talking about, man. For his sake, for Jesus, I have suffered the loss of all things, all that old life, and count them as rubbish or cocky do. I'm done with it, man. It doesn't matter to me in order that I may gain Christ. Do we look at our lives that way? You know, do we look at our lives that way? Like, yeah, you know, that's how I want to be. The good old days wasn't really the good old days, if we're really honest. You know, and there were some good times. You know, that's that's true. There's some good times, man. But when we're living for the world, that ain't good, bro. That ain't good. That that is that is a mess. And the apostle Paul out in the open, he's like, it was all it was all doo doo, man, doo doo. It's nothing. Look at you. Never mind. Okay, Second Corinthians five and verse seventeen. This is a good one, man. Apostle Paul says, "That's I'm done with that." I don't lose any sleep over that stuff. And talk about talk about being saved, man, and the baggage that we're released from. Can you think about the stuff that could actually hold Paul back in his ministry, or that could that could hurt his relationship with Jesus if he would let him? I mean, I mean, honestly, think about the fact that he persecuted Christians, that he hunted down Christians, and and now he is a servant of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine the mind battles? He may have had to struggle with, but he says, man, I give it to God. I give it to God. The past is the past. I'm moving forward. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He says, I'm a new person. I'm not even that person anymore. Second Corinthians five, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, let me ask you this morning. Okay, this is this is the big thing. This is the big deal. Are you in Christ? Have you accepted Jesus? Have you made that decision? Because therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The Apostle Paul said, there was that life, and now there's this life. I was living for another master. Now I belong to someone else, man, and I'm moving forward. I am that new creation in Christ. Amen. Give the Lord some praise. So this is what the Apostle Paul's fired up about. And, uh, and uh, this, is, this is what the Apostle Paul wants out of his life. This is what he's shooting for right here. This is, this is all he wants. Uh, verse 9. 
Philippians 3, verse 9. And be found in Him. And be found in Him. To be united with Him. To be in Him. So that's what I want, man. I don't care about the world. I don't care about my past. I don't care about all the what this world has to offer. You can't take none of that with you. It rusts. It fades away. It's a stumbling block. I don't need to mess with that anymore. All I want is to be in Him. All I want to be is part of Jesus Christ. And be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own. That's what he was talking about last week, you know. Hey, don't don't let these dogs, don't let these Judaizers, don't let them come into the church and say, you got to do this, you got to do that to get into the kingdom. No, it's, it's not about works. It's not about, it's not about your heritage. It's about accepting what Jesus Christ has done for you. You know what I mean? He's saying, man, I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm free from that stuff. I am so glad that I'm not bound by that stuff anymore. Amen. And be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? That which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. So what is faith, man? That's easiest way I ever think about it is, is you know, just trusting in God. Man. Trusting in God's Word over what anybody else says. Trusting in God. Putting my eggs in that basket. So here's the deal. The Apostle Paul is saying, man, with, without Jesus Christ, man, we are a mess. You can't get there on your own. And, and so we have this wonderful blessing. See, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you haven't done that, you need to do it. Obviously, you need to do it. You need to do it today. Don't let the sun go down before you make that decision. And don't say, well, I do not have the ability to believe in this. No, see, it is a faith thing. You put your trust in Jesus Christ. You draw near to Him, He's going to draw near to you. When He realizes you're being serious about this, buddy, He's going to run to you. Amen? Make sense? And be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own. You can't get there on your own. That comes from the law. That's not going to work. But that which comes through faith in Christ. I'm putting my trust in Christ, the righteousness from God, that depends on faith. See, that's what happens, man. I can't get there on my own. But when I accept Jesus Christ, His righteousness, Jesus Christ's righteousness is placed on me, man. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Okay, I want to share with you guys uh, Ephesians 2 in verse 8. I believe it's on your monitor. Yeah, Ephesians 2 in verse 8. Okay. Talking about that grace, talking about that faith. See, what is grace? That's God's favor. You know? That's God's favor that we don't deserve. That's God's favor that, that we didn't earn, that we, that we can't earn. That's what we're talking about, man. It's not about jumping through a bunch of hoops. It's not about that stuff. Okay? It's about God's favor. Okay? And then my faith receiving, me trusting in God, receiving what God wants to give me. Does that make sense? Me trusting in God to receive what God wants to give me. Because some people are like, oh, it's too easy. You can't get eternal life or whatever by accepting. Man, yeah, it is so easy that a little kid can do it, man. All right? That's the beautiful thing about it. The hard stuff has been done already. The hard stuff has been done by Jesus Christ. Amen? He's the one that laid down His life. He's the one that died. Amen? Okay, so Ephesians 2 and verse 8. 
For by grace you have been saved. Isn't that wonderful? For by grace, God's favor, God's unmerited favor. For by grace you have been saved through faith. You've got to accept it. Okay, it's a free gift. It's offered to all of us. Salvation is offered to all of us. But you have to accept it. Amen. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. God's a, He's not going to force His salvation on you. That's the whole thing, man. He wants you to love Him because you love Him. Okay. For by, that's some deep stuff, right? That's some powerful theological teaching you're not going to find anywhere else. Okay. Ephesians 2, verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. Okay. There you go, Judaizers. There you go. Guy's saying it's a, it's a bunch of rules and laws and things. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. That's what the Apostle Paul is trying to drown or push into the head of the Philippians, man. It's not about works. It's not, it's nobody can boast. Nobody can boast about how awesome and cool they are and how they are God's gift to whatever. He's saying, man, if these, if these Judaizers, if these, if these dogs think that they have something to boast about when they come into the church when I'm locked up, listen, I, I could boast them into the ground, man. I, I've, I've accumulated, I've accomplished a million times more than what they've done. And that ain't how you get saved. It's about accepting what's already been done for you. Give them some praise while I drink this water. And be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Verse 10. That I may, remember, this is what the Apostle Paul wants, man. This is what he's shooting for. That I may know him. That I may know him. That I may grow in him. That I may be intimate with him on another level. And I, I man, I, I God's honest truth, man. Sometimes I can be very, very content with where I'm at with my relationship with the Lord. And a wonderful blessing that I have is that by occupation, I guess I can say that by occupation, I really need to stay in the word a certain amount of the week, you know. So it, that's an amazing blessing that I have, that I am going to be in the word of God, you know. Um, but, you know, no one's pushing me to do that. No one's going to push you guys to do that. But we need to stay in the Word of God. We need to do that. It, we have this privilege. You know, there's a lot of places in the world, man, where it's pretty much a death sentence if you're caught with a Bible. You know? And, man, we have... Look, man, look at all these Bibles we got around here, man. We're going to have a Bible fight. We have tons of Bibles. I have tons of Bibles all over my house. Almost every room I can pick up a Bible and read it. You know, and we need to make sure that we do that. Amen. It's not decoration. It's not something to put important papers in. Well, that, that's a. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's an amazing thing right there, man. I don't know why God chose me. I wouldn't have chose me. I, you know, I was never picked out for nothing cool or hip, and I'm not cool or hip. But for some reason, you know, God said, ah, I choose you. He, he does the foolish things to uh, blow the minds of the wise and, and, you know, 
David, he just does these wonderful things, man. We don't figure it out, man. We, we just enjoy it, man, that he picked us out. Amen. Okay. Thank you for that, Brother David. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his suffering, becoming like him in his death. So, if I want to become like Jesus in his death, you know what I mean? Because Jesus certainly died, but he didn't stay dead. You know, he rose from the dead after three days. You know, but... I think I think my takeaway from this is, you know, that I can put that old man down. You know, I, I, I'm not that same person anymore. And through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the power of sin has been destroyed over my life. I don't have to give in to sin anymore. I, I don't have to do that. Now, do we do it? Yeah, we do it all the time. But see, we don't have to. And that's where that knowing him comes in, that relationship with him. The more I love him, the more I don't want to do something he tells me not to do, the more I figure out he's not trying to steal my fun. He's trying to keep me safe, man. Okay, so anyways, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. See, so much was gained for us, man, that we don't even ever think about. Not only do we get that eternal life, but through that death, burial, and resurrection, man, we have all these wonderful privileges and blessings at our disposal. We can and will live forever if we have Jesus Christ. That, that, that's a good thing. But I can also say no to that sin. Amen. I don't have to give into that anymore. Amen. And the power of his resurrection and share in his sufferings. Now, this is a this is an interesting little tidbit that the Apostle Paul is talking about. The Apostle Paul has already done a fair, uh, a huge amount of suffering for Jesus Christ. And that's a big thing that's going on in the church during this time. People are suffering. People are dying for Jesus Christ. And uh, he's making this point, man, that, I, that you know, this suffering s symbolizes a couple things here. That I'm suffering for Jesus Christ. I'm not suffering because I'm breaking the law. I'm not suffering because I'm robbing banks. That's, that's something different altogether. He says, I'm suffering because I belong to Christ. I'm, see, that shows ownership. You know what I mean? It's... You're not going to suffer for Christ if you do not belong to Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? You're only going to go through a certain amount of painful stimuli before you realize, I'm just going to jump ship, man. I'm not in this to win this. I didn't sign up for this. You know, this wasn't the deal I signed up for. But see, if you're willing to suffer for Christ, which the Apostle Paul and all through Scripture, Jesus tells us, man, if you're with Jesus, you will be persecuted. If you belong to Jesus Christ, you're going to go through persecution. You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. You're going to have people coming against you um, just because you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 4, verse 1. Let's check this out. I like how Peter talks about this. Because now we're talking about... Now this, is, this is what the Apostle Paul says. This is, this is what I'm shooting for, man. To know Him. To know more of Him. To be like Him in His, de in his death, man. The power of His resurrection. And, and the suffering, man. He says... I realize I signed up for this, man. I realize that this is part of the walk. First Peter 4, and let's be honest. Y'all want to be honest since we're in church for a minute? Um, you know, when I'm, when a man, when I'm going through like a, a, a trial, 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 that brings me to the foot of the cross a lot faster than the good old days or the good times, man. Does that make sense? Okay, we always want to spend that time with the Lord. But then, man, there's just something about being in 
a hopeless situation yet again where you run to the foot of the cross, where you are going to realize as I run to the foot of the cross that he's really all I need. He is everything. You know, he's everything, man. And that's going to come through trials and running to him and growing with him. Apostle Paul says, I want to know him. I want to grow with him. And that's going to take place through trials. That's going to take place through suffering. That's actually God's preferred method to bring us into a deeper walk with him. That's how that works, man. Can I get a witness? First Peter 4 and verse 1. Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh. Did he? Yeah, he did. Read Isaiah. Uh, go back to the cross. He certainly did his fair amount of suffering in the flesh for us. Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. If your Lord and Savior can go through something like that, certainly you can go through a little tribulation. Amen? So arm yourselves. Prepare yourselves for what may be coming down the road. Just like Jesus Christ, when he knew what was waiting for him in Jerusalem, he didn't go around it, man. He went right towards it, man. And he looked at the joy on the other side of it, and it kept him on that cross. When you're going through a trial, when you're going through a suffering, okay, it doesn't last forever, man. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Even if it costs you your life, you know, it's, it's, there's an end to it. And joy everlasting at the other side. Can I get a witness? Well, since therefore Christ... Oh, did you guys know that? That you could actually die for this? Did you guys know that? That, that if... if the Apostle Paul did. Peter did. That first wave of Christians, almost all, almost all the apostles except for John, um, were martyrs. And they tried to kill John. They boiled that dude in oil, man. It just didn't take. Didn't work. First Peter, for, well, we boiled him in oil and you won't die. What should we do with him? Put him on an island. First Peter 4 and verse 1. Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. That's a pretty cool way of putting it, Peter. In other words, if you're willing to actually lay down your life for this thing, you're done playing games, man. You're done playing. And that's what the Apostle Paul is saying. Man, the suffering that I'm going through, it ain't hurting my relationship with the Lord Jesus. It's drawing me closer to Him. You know what I mean? This is a necessary thing in my life. And I just want to know God. I want to know more of Him. Give Him some praise. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Philippians 3 and verse 11. That by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. This is so, so cool. Apostle Paul, he's like saying, you know, if, 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 if the end of this earthly thing for me is to lay my head down on a chopping block so I get my and I get my head chopped off. Man, if that's the way I gotta leave here, okay. Alright. Yeah. Let me sum it up like this. Look at uh, Paul's words in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 8. Because as uh, you know, as Christians, man, we don't lose. As Christians, we don't lose. Uh it's a win-win for us, man. It's like the Apostle Paul said way back in the beginning of this Philippian study. You know, um, I live, it's Christ. If I die, it's gain. You know, if I stay alive, I'm going to be serving the Lord. I'm going to be serving the Lord until He calls me home. And when He calls me home, it's better than I can ever even imagine, man. 
So look, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 8. Yes, we are of good courage. Are you of good courage this morning? I know some of you guys have had a heck of a week, a heck of a year, heck of a couple years. Yes, we are of good courage. And we would rather be away from the body. What? And we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. Now think about that. If you're, you're in the wings of an arena waiting to be thrown out so all these Romans and folks can watch you be chewed apart by lions, man. You know, or be, or, or, or fight your other Christian brother to the death or be slaughtered by a gladiator or be tied to a street and have tar pitch smeared on you to be lit by a fire, to, to be lit up as a torch. You know, think about that, man. Well, I don't know. At the end of this, man, to be absent from this body, I'm going to be at home with the Lord, man. You know, there might be a little pinch, like the dentist. The dentist says, all right, you'll feel a little pinch here for a second. I never believe that because it's not its not a pinch at all. It's like agony. It's like my, I feel like I'm about to pass out. I feel like I'm about to go under. But, you know, we get through it, man. We get through it. You know, so the Apostle Paul says, Man, if I got to go that route, okay, that's fine. That's cool. Because I, you know what? The more I go through, the closer I get to the Lord. The more I get to go to a deeper, more intimate walk with Him, the more I realize that this world has nothing for me, man. You know? So if it's going to cost me my head, then here you go, man. Let's do this. And not that we want to be martyrs. We don't want to be martyrs. But hey, it might cost us our life. It might. So you got you to gotta say, am I in it? I'm in it for the long haul. That by any means possible, I may obtain the resurrection from the dead. Hey, when this is all over, man, I ain't staying dead. This is my springboard to eternity. Amen. See, I do have that assurance, man. I know where I'm going when I die. I don't worry about that at all. Brother David, don't worry about it at all. We don't worry about it at all. We got that peace. We got that assurance. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, man, today's the day. You need to do it. Don't put it off another day. Don't put it off another day. Ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. Matter of fact, let's do this, and I want you to mean it. All right, I don't do this just to, to make it easy. So don't think I'm doing this to try and make it easy. I'm not doing it to make it easy. I'm just doing it to make it easy. Yeah. <laughs> Look, here's the deal, man. If you want to... Ex- I'm so f- afraid I'm going to trip over this thing. Um, but it's cool, man. It's hip, though. I like it. Um, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to do that. And I want you to uh, follow along with me in this prayer. If you mean it, you're going to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Then I want you to come talk to me after the service. Everybody's welcome to pray this prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, I realize that I am a sinner. And I've broken your laws. I know that I need a Savior. And I know, Jesus, that You are the Son of God. And You died for my sins. And You rose from the dead. I believe You are who You say You are in the Word of God. I ask You to forgive me of all my sins. I repent of all my wrongdoings. I ask You to be my Lord and Savior from this day forward.
and I will serve you for the rest of my life and eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So listen, man, if, if you prayed that and you meant it, well, welcome to the family. And I don't mean just the family of Victory Life Church. Of course, we want you to come to church here. You're always welcome here. Um, but you're now, you're, you're now in the family of God. You've been grafted into the family of God. You're now royalty. So now we need to take the Bible. We need to obey the Bible. You need to stay in a Bible-believing church. This one will do. We'd love to have you. If you don't stay here, get in a church. Get around other people that love Jesus Christ. Read the Bible.